opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. What's well, we know who the hard left are, who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation. Hard left wing position. Hard left. The 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 hard left. Hard left. Hard left. The hard left. The hard left. 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 Space don't fail me now. As ever, I haven't eaten and I've got like a bit of food here, but I just want to like shove down. So I'm gonna assign like introducing the episode to Geraint. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, it's uh, lights, camera, action. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm here tonight recording with Jack, who is shoving food into his face right now. Hence, not doing the intros as usual. And but I'm joined as well by Yair and. Obviously, myself, Geraint, and we are going to be discussing today various things. We're going to have a bit of general political chat involving longtime friend of the show, Eddie Marsan's latest antics, and we're then going to pick up and discuss the first episodes of The Shield, the show about police corruption from the noughties, wasn't it? It's quite old now. Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. And yeah, I'd say it's a show about. The unproblematic heroism of our boys in blue. <laughs> yes. In blue line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blue, blue lives matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly um, it. Although, you know, I think like many shows, it may not be. Not like many shows. A lot of like police shows are just kind of like pro cop garbage. But then there are other yeah. ones that are like. I think Line of Duty fits this over in the UK. And yeah. uh, the shield definitely fits this, which may not be written from a left perspective, but their portrayal of the police, a lot of it is kind of like pretty for real. <laughs> a bit more nuanced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But before we talk about the shield, maybe we should check in on Eddie Marson. Yes. Yeah. So frustratingly here and partially related to what we're about to discuss Eddie Marson has protected his tweets. Yeah, he's locked his account. This <laughs> he's locked his account. Asshole. Like a coward. Yeah, like, melted. Yeah, take the heat. Yeah. Melt, melted. Yeah, and, and I think that is related to what he was basically getting ripped on for yesterday. I'm oh, I think this is probably... it's. It will be because people are digging up all his past tweets where he makes really dodgy... Well, I don't think That's that any, I don't think any of them were like that hateful or whatever, but just like just kind of like no, idiotic no, foot like... in mouth tweets about like Jewish people and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was edgy humor, not intended as punching down, but kind of doing that in some of them, just through yeah. ignorance basically. Very much sort of people of this religion do this, people of this religion are more like this, you know. Ironically, given how. David Baddiel's been all over the fucking discourse in recent weeks. Like a um, rash. 
one good thing David Badil has done in his life is um, obviously he is a Spurs fan. Um, they have long had a reputation as a club with more Jewish support than other big British teams. And there was a long-term thing where both their own fans to sort of reclaim the word and other fans to insult them would call them an anti-Semitic slur that begins with Y. <laughs> Eddie Marsan is apparently a Spurs fan and there's, there's tweets of him like defending his right to use it because, <laughs> yeah. Spurs, because, because he is a Spurs fan, not obviously because he's Jewish, <laughs> because he isn't. And it's both very dodgy and something that even David Baddiel <laughs> recognises the flaws in it and this campaign very successfully against it. Oh yeah, in 2013, Eddie Marson tweeted, As a non-Jewish Spurs fan, I'm confused now about the Y word. I just want it to disappear. Sorry, just want to disappear. I guess he just wants to disappear, not he wants the word to disappear. Next okay, time, so they... next time down the lane, I'm wearing a niqab. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. That was me thinking, oh, maybe that's the point where he started learning and growing quite a few years ago now. And then that punchline. Wow. <laughs> comparing Thanks, comparing Charlie Hebdo cartoons to anti-Semitic Nazi propaganda doesn't hold up. Jews are a race. Islam is a religion. Fair game for ridicule. <laughs> Just laying out those hard <laughs> anti-Islam truths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here oh, he does, God. you know, in Gran Torino, where Clint Eastwood's like, a Mexican, a Jew, and a coloured guy walk into a bar, a bum, and says... Get the fuck out of here. Like, he basically does his own version of that. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag racial stereotypes, which is always a good way to start a tweet. An Asian, an yeah. Italian, and a Jew all started talking about their mothers, and they realised it was the same woman. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's another one as well. He, not quote tweets, he manually retweets someone, which was a thing before you could quote tweet. Someone else saying... Terence Howard, fucking brilliant actor, like a black Eddie Marsan. He's quote quote tweeted that with the comment, my wife should be so lucky. (laughs) But he'd be like, nah, nah, mate, I'm the black Eddie Marsan. Yeah, and that's a bit sus to say the least. Yeah, yeah. hashtag racial stereotypes. People had actually dug up an old article where someone was accusing Terence Howard of having a small dick anyway. (laughs) So he's both owned himself and been racist. It's quite impressive, really. Nice. I've just requested on Twitter to see if anyone screenshotted the Eddie Marson thread. before. I've got part of it. Okay, well, yeah, because we should talk about why everyone was digging through Eddie Marson's past tweets. So, I think I guess that the first background is that Jeremy Corbyn's brother, Piers, who has always been a pretty absurd figure, he's gone down some pretty unpleasant conspiracist routes before Corbyn (laughs) became leader. I don't know how long he's gone off the deep end, but COVID has accelerated that, shall we say. He's quickly become a figurehead certainly in London for the sort of extreme anti-lockdown, anti-Covid, Covid is false or Covid is a plan by Bill Gates and all this nonsense, you know. Yeah, and, um, n- nice man actually when I met him uh, the, at the anti-Covid <laughs> Van Morrison benefit concert. <laughs> Sorry, the, the, the pro-Covid <laughs> anti-lockdown. <laughs> no, I actually did meet him uh, and found him to be quite a nice guy in 2016 at a Corbyn rally. I said mm-hmm. solidarity to your family and uh, he gave me a hug. But no, I, I was aware of his uh, views on, say, climate change, <laughs> views that have always been well yes. regarded by some of the leading figures of British politics, such as Boris Johnson. 
uh, <laughs> I was aware that he was a climate change denier fully at that time, even. And uh, yeah, cl- yeah. I've never agreed with him on that. His brothers never agreed with him on that. Let's get that out of the way. Prior to all this, I think his climate is was kind of a trend towards his dodgy views. He was the person that daily. He was like a, a sort of freelance meteorologist, i.e., he was bringing it completely. Um, <laughs> so he's the guy the Daily Express go to when they've got no headlines, basically, and they want to be like White Christmas expected or Heatwave expected. <laughs> the biggest on record and there's no actual evidence for that they just bring up peers and he's like yes i'll run the figures in my special scientific methods yes that's exactly what you want to put on the front page pay me (laughs) so the tabloid press who make play of hating him kind of help him make a living and fund all this shit but anyway so what he's been doing recently which is dodgy as fuck is he's been putting anti-covid anti-lockdown leaflets through people's doors and i saw before this shit with Marsan, people tweeting what they'd received them and the photo of the front page of it, and it's dodgy as fuck. The picture on it was essentially an even more obvious and more grim version of that mural, just sort of all your stereotypes and imagery around the Jewish bankers controlling everything, and then underneath it, just some text that was like the COVID scam and all this. Yeah. So pretty much everyone who's received them, I'm sure, was appalled by them, but... What it's done is it's triggered a lot of the very smart centre-right people in Britain to be like, oh yeah, this is terrible, and it's also a reason for us to attack Jeremy Corbyn somehow. Yeah, the Corbyn yeah. brothers, the new the craze, Corbyn brothers, I the brothers you were saying Corbyn. the other day, but more violent. Yeah. yeah, they're known for their identical views, they're inseparable, like Barry and Paul Chuckle and other great... <laughs> familial double acts <laughs> yeah they're a real like Marx Brothers uh, two <laughs> stooges kind of thing <laughs> yes yeah the Krays uh, all the main brothers that you can think of um, the, the Corbyn <laughs> Nolan like Liam <laughs> no not like Nolan Liam because they agree on everything and are totally identical in their perspectives on the world yeah in, in reality the actual real relationship between Peters and Jeremy Corbyn probably is quite like the Nolan Liam one without as much overt hostility in that they don't really have much in common. <laughs> yeah, I think Jeremy is a much nicer man than the Noel. <laughs> I just, just put yeah. out. I think Peter's probably is to be Peter's honest. probably a yeah nicer guy. <laughs> probably less right wing. <laughs> well, like I say, I met I haven't met. Corbin. I haven't met Jeremy, but I've met Piers, and he was actually a nice person. But then that was a very a brief encounter, if you will. So that sounds like I shagged to him. Earth and, and very funny. <laughs> that sounds like I fucked Piers Corbin. Anyway, so <laughs> so, so Eddie Marson's Ed, thread. Eddie Marson, you know, he's no fan of the Corbins. Um, he's no fan of anyone an inch to his left. Anyone that wants to stick up for renters, for example. Um, <laughs> I can't find the original tweet here, but I think the original tweet was moaning mainly about Piers Corbyn, but had something about the Corbyn brothers at the end of it. And he's followed up here, and this is the bit that's really gained him ridicule. Imagine, if you will, getting in a taxi, and within a couple of minutes, the driver starts to speak in a broad working class accent. You know, one of those working class accents they have. <laughs> it doesn't sound a bit working class, it's a very broad working class accent. Yeah. It, it could be Cockney, Brummy, Geordie, Scouse, whatever. The important thing he wants you to know here is that this person is, is, is poor. Um, yeah. And over the course of the journey, he expresses the same views as Piers and Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> I mean, 
there probably are views they both hold. They probably both don't like the current government for different reasons. Yeah, Piers um, does ostensibly sort of come from a left-wing he, background. He holds some left-wing views in well, the same Well, I think he way. thought his brother should be prime minister. So, I yeah. mean, make of that what you will, but, you know, I think that that's fair enough. That doesn't say too yeah, much about a person. they both problem. want the Tories out. But he starts off, this is a theoretical taxi driver in a broad-working-class accent that we're talking about, just for clarity. He starts off by saying, Here, I had this geezer round my house the other day. <laughs> that's how they talk. <laughs> <laughs> he reckons Jews drink the blood of genteel children. <laughs> that's also how they talk. He's a lovely bloke, very honourable man And I've just read this book That claims the Jews funded all the world wars Mm. And my brother My brother, sorry My brother, he spelt it B-R-U-V-V-E-R Of course, yeah He he reckons all this Covid stuff is bollocks So guess what he did This will make you laugh He posted a flyer around Jewish areas With the image of the Auschwitz gates on them But instead of Arbeit macht frei He put vaccines are safe path to freedom He's hilarious. So he's kind of switched midway from a theoretical taxi driver who expresses the same views as Piers and Jeremy Corbyn to a taxi driver who is Jeremy Corbyn with a silly voice (laughs) talking about his brother who has very specific views that are identical to Piers Corbyn. And can we just say that when he says, oh, and by the way, my brother did this thing that Piers Corbyn, like, has actually, actually done. Yeah. <laughs> that means that he's basically explicitly saying he thinks that all this stuff about Jews drinking the blood of Gentile children and starting all world wars is stuff that Jeremy Corbyn thinks, which is insane. That's mm-hmm. that is an in- those <laughs> views. It would be yeah. it would be insane to think those things, but it be, is equally so to think that to Jeremy honest, Corbyn thinks those things. <laughs> I think that's why he's locked his account. The other reason potentially is the one you've mentioned you know people are digging through his old tweets and some of them are dodgy as fuck Mm. but also I was one of the people but loads of people in his replies were saying I'm not a lawyer but you should probably issue some clarity on this thread if you want to leave it up because you're basically saying views like Jeremy and Piers Corbyn who have very different views and then going on to say that you know they're both not just anti-semitic but consumed by anti-semitism you know they are pushing out david duke and Nick Griffin and the 90s stuff, you know yeah yeah they are people who can't have a conversation about last night's television without uh <laughs> claiming that the jews are taking everything over yeah um yeah. You could probably say that about potentially about some of the people Piers Corbyn hangs around with, but he is a distinct person from Jeremy Corbyn. Well, as what much I as thought, they would like to pretend otherwise. What I thought was interesting was the specific anti Semitic conspiracy theory that Eddie Marson attributed to taxi driver Corbyn, which was that Jews start all the world wars just reminded me a lot of remarks made by eddie's co-star in the 2019 film the professor and the madman or some shit like that looks really bad basically if sean penn gets cast in something now it's like real (laughs) low grade stuff but it's it's a film that stars sean penn eddie marson in a supporting role of course and in multiple scenes with eddie mel gibson 
And Mel Gibson famously expressed views very similar to this fictitious <laughs> taxi driver. He said, fucking Jews, this was to, a, I think, a Jewish police officer. The Jews are responsible <laughs> for all the wars in the world. Are you a Jew? Maybe it wasn't a Jewish police officer, but Mel Gibson certainly wanted to know whether it was. So a Classic Mel Gibsonism. So this is, it just made me think, like, was this ingrained in Eddie's head? Because, like, he and Mel had been talking on the set of that film, and <laughs> Mel had been like, you know, uh, <laughs> what do you think of wars, Eddie? Uh, <laughs> I can tell you uh, a little, so, the secrets behind the wars, the behind-the-scenes <laughs> shit, so to speak in the parlance of our industry. So a lot of people are quote tweeting Eddie Marston's tweets with pictures of him with Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did my best to get the ball rolling on that one because I thought it was just remarkable that the, yes. that the specific conspiracy theory that Corbyn does not believe in obviously that he chose to illustrate the views of Jeremy and Piers Corbyn coming out of a Corbin surrogate character's mouth was one articulated very famously by somebody with whom Eddie had worked within the last two years. Yeah. No, I'm sure Eddie was challenging him every day as soon as the camera stopped rolling. Yeah, trying yeah. To educate and uh, challenge him and so on. And he wasn't just sucking up to him desperately to try and get cast in the next movie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to be cast in uh, Mel Gibson's Rothschild, which <laughs> he's been forced to deny is about a Jewish banking dynasty. It's spelled slightly different, isn't it? Yeah, it's Rothschild, not Rothschild. As in Rothschild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Philip Rothschild. <laughs> just it's about jewish authors actually <laughs> so yeah eddie marson's locked his account down and i have to be honest actually his thread was more kind of explicitly defamatory towards corbyn than i remembered which is impressive because it was really explicitly defamatory of corbyn yeah but i think again i hope he gets sued because people should start getting sued for this sort of shit yeah that specific about it but also the way he's chosen to frame it as well with the imaginary taxi driver yeah. you know? it's just a repeat fucking motif for these people it's like james bloodworth's retired miner on the bus you know Fire in your belly pulls a miserable face you know um, <laughs> you, you would too if you were talking to james blood first yeah that's the believable bit of it to be honest but there's just this idea that you can just put any old fucking view into a fictional person you've just invented and this then allows you to say these things and to frame these things as the views of the masses yeah um you see it's a very definition of a straw man yeah and they've realized how often they get away with it because they've come up with this new thing obviously the red wall a term that didn't exist a few months before the last election (laughs) but now every fucking columnist journalist and so on has realized you can say any old shit and say, is what the Red Wall will think. It's what oh, you yeah. need to do to win back the Red Wall. Well, um, the classic of this genre is that Michael Twink... Uh, sorry, M- Michael Twink? I almost said... Like, the, o- the opposite of a twink. Like, crusty old man Michael Crick. Um, Ma- <laughs> Michael Crusty. No, he's called Michael Twink now. That's his name. Crusty Crick said that... <laughs> he tweeted... A uh, taxi driver just said to me, Oh, you couldn't trust that Jeremy Corbyn, could you? Not when he shagged that Diane Abbott. It's just like, you just made this up, you fucking hammer of the left reading fucking sad sack. <laughs> fucking hell. 
you know, there's this idea, like, we on the left, we always get asked, will you condemn? We have to condemn our closest friends yeah, and yeah. so on. Certain hang, yeah. hang everyone we've ever known out to dry. But on the right, it's just like when one of them does some bad shit, they're just like, just pretend it's not. Well, just ignore it. So nobody <laughs> fucking called Eddie out on this shit. Yeah. The, uh, the only, like, blue tick I saw engaging with this insane and defamatory thread was... Mitch Ben, aka Bitch Men, as they'd call him if it, if it, if it was a, an man. FX show like The Shield. But he was defending Eddie. That was it. That was the sole, yeah. like, nobody thought, Jesus, man, I don't like Corbyn, but this has gone a bit too far. I don't think he ever said that Jews drink the blood of children and start all world wars. People found then a previous discussion from years ago between Eddie Marson and Mitch Ben, who obviously was very much into this new atheism bollocks, embarrassing shit, and they were just chatting away with each other about how Islam wasn't a race, so it's fine to be rude about him, and you know, it probably reflects worse on Mitch Ben than Eddie Marson, even though he's usually slightly less dim of the two, but what you're talking about there in terms of the general sort of amerta, really, in terms of calling out anyone with an acceptable platform. Great example of it tonight in that after 15 years, David Aranovich has finally started to very politely disagree with Douglas Murray. <laughs> oh, wow. So wow. He feels Douglas Murray's gone a bit too far with something he's saying, and he's like, come on, man. Just a bit. Sir, <laughs> that's please, that's please. not cricket. Yeah, you wouldn't have said this 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> it's almost exactly 15 years since he made the comment that life should be made harder for European Muslims across the board. So actually, he's been a massive racist the whole time. Yeah, and it's David probably Arrow only about 15 like... minutes since Aronovich said something to that effect, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. I think you need to take a step back from the culture wars and look at where you're headed, he says <laughs> Douglas, Douglas Murray. Murray, take a step where, back from... Where he's he headed, is the where he might war. end up theoretically if he carries down this route. Well, that reminds <laughs> me of the classic Robert Lindsay tweet to Eddie Marson, where he's like, such a shame to see your slide into extreme right-wing views, Eddie. Keep this up and you'll have a column with the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> that was when Eddie was arguing that Corbyn was a Czech spy. The funniest Eddie Barson thing, though, was that when people were like, this thread is fucking disgusting, you don't give a shit about anti-Semitism, you fucking horrible bastard, he did another thread that was just the typical, like, pious, cry-bullying shit of, you know, that classic tweet, like, oh no, the trolls are attacking me simply for saying something provocative yeah. and offensive, whatever it is. But it was phrased in just the classic, pious Eddie Marson, like, just a stupid man fucking firing out these bullets words that he got from bad melt opinion columns just like this shows that the left just a gapes voice this shows that the left uh, 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 cannot embrace pluralism and will simply demonize the other because they cannot adapt to a fast changing globalized economy in which uh, much money can be made off properties like yeah he's just literally just such a like full of himself asshole Nothing to back it up, apart from some decent roles and stuff, but nothing to back up his political acumen. 
people were saying, mm. does Eddie think that Mike Lee is a crank for, like, signing these pro-Corbin letters and stuff? And it's like, you know, I doubt Mike Lee is in any rush to work with Eddie after the way he's been carrying on the last he few years. <laughs> he won't say shit. You know, if, if there's a chance it might get him a role in the future, he won't say shit about that person. But also, <laughs> he's weird about this stuff. Do you remember when he used to have, like, flame wars with Aaron Bastani all the time? Yeah. And then they spoke on, I think it was opposite sides of some university debate that they'd been invited to yeah. and were just having a nice sort of friendly chat and a polite <laughs> argument afterwards and like oh you know we don't always agree but this just shows that Twitter's different yeah <laughs> Big man. comedy photo with the two of them grinning when... well, I don't think he said shit about Bustani since you know no, no when we did our Eddie Marson feedback episode when I was like getting the clips together I found this interview <laughs> where he was talking about you know it's easy to demonise the other in politics and <laughs> claim something like that they believe that Jews drink the blood of children when they have never said anything to this effect. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it pays to uh, take it down a notch. You know, I met this bloke, we disagreed online a lot of times. We'd always been at each other's throats, but then we met and we got on perfectly. And I just knew that he was talking about Aaron Bastani. There was like no one else it could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he might have meant Mel Gibson, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you look at people he's worked with, it's quite. A... Oh, that's a great punchline for this Eddie Marson bit. Actually, I think we should move on now. Yeah, yeah, we've devoted far more thought to Eddie Marson than Eddie Marson has about any thought that's appeared in his head. Yeah, well, <laughs> just just fingers crossed that Corbyn is suing him right now because yeah, yeah outrageous thread, honestly. <laughs> yeah, crossed a line. He's just bitter that Jimothy made up that thing about him doing the Jimmy Savile film. Yeah, but here's the thing. That was a rare example of people getting mad at left shit posters, probably justified in getting mad at left shit posters. <laughs> and yet, a couple of months later, here he is, turned around, he's done exactly the same thing against a higher profile figure with more legal resources than him. So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's actually fund. lost the moral high ground oh, yeah. about against a guy falsely claiming he wants to play Jimmy Savile. The thing is, to though, kill I think. If he didn't get the role. I think if the money was right. He would totally play Jimmy Savile. Like that's it's just the kind of role that he gets cast in. I'm sorry, like he's played a bunch of paedophiles and murderers and creepy, unseemly elements two, in society. That's just his thing. That's what he does. Like he two he, separate films in which he is urinating on women against their will. <laughs> yeah, he two, plays two like a guy films. who like, kicks dogs to death or something. He like plays fucking. He plays the... James O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, fucking he plays worse exactly. Than a lot. He plays James O'Brien. He plays Himmler. Some of history's great <laughs> villains. <laughs> he did actually play Himmler. I'm not making that up. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no. People were posting sure. uh, photos of it yesterday. <laughs> Himmler posting. To be fair, I think that's a bit of a lame gotcha. Like, oh, you played oh, yeah. a Nazi in a historical film. If, oh, you must you be a Nazi. <laughs> with villains in it that are or are close to real life villains, you've got to have someone to play him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bruno Ganz put that guy on trial at Nuremberg for downfall. <laughs> I love anyway. the fact that they got David Tennant to play a serial killer a few months ago and they just did him up looking exactly like Robert Peston. That's why Eddie's been in. <laughs> that's why Eddie's been in such a tailspin recently he's just so fucked off that Tennant got that job he <laughs> <laughs> was like between the two of them and Tennant was just the slightly more bankable yeah. star 
Not slightly, knows, significantly. He, he knows he's too weird looking to get the Ian Huntley role, so he was banking on that one. <laughs>
It's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing.